0: If the two days that mean most to you in positive and negative ways is you can't wait until it's Friday so you don't have to work for two days. And then if Monday is your most hated day because you're going back to work, make a change, right? All right, hello and welcome to episode 110 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ariel Cremendi. My partner here is Adrian Trott. Welcome to the show, everybody. Happy, happy episode 110. I no, um, we should
1: put on a radio voice more often. Oh, hello. Welcome it's to funny, KT Confidential, um, the real estate podcast. a call people whisper in your ear? and the ASMR. microphone smr yeah um,
0: you will listen to me while you're in bed
1: coincidentally i do anyways
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh today i am excited actually for today's episode um and it's it's something that i've been wanting to get out there into the public more And that's
1: Ariel's coming out speech.
0: (laughs) It's sharing our wisdom, our experience, our knowledge, and, um, you know, being an open book to those people that have always said, I've thought about being in real estate, I've thought about becoming a realtor, or I'm thinking about becoming a realtor, or I am taking my real estate courses, what is going to be my next avenue so anybody that's thought of being a realtor that isn't currently and even for those of you that are realtors and and maybe new to the business we might throw some some good stuff at you in this podcast so so if you've ever thought about it or you're looking for a great career or a career change if you want to have um a business where you're self-employed whatever um Check, 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 check. You need to listen to this full podcast. Give and, you some insight. And share into it. What if you're expect, listening to this podcast and you know somebody, you.
1: <laughs> you're dead. Yes. Everybody, Every I mean, there's so many people out there that, like, have probably contemplated the idea. Especially now with all HGTV shows and Love It Are Listed and they glamorize it. So it's something that people have thought about. It. And it is fun. It's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding. So the question is: Is it
0: for you? Well, and but it's it's, you know, I the reason we came up with this topic is because it was a discussion that I had with a friend of mine this morning um, that is no longer employed and has been thinking about becoming a realtor for quite some time. And this is something that people often chat with me about. Like, I can't believe the amount of people throughout the year that will say, "Oh, I've, you know, I thought about being a realtor, but uh, then I did this instead, or I started the courses but never finished them, or you know, it's something that's Lots always of people do that. Tons it's something that's always interested me." I'm always on realtor.ca. I love watching HGTV shows, et cetera, et cetera. So I think a lot of people don't do it because they don't have proper insight, proper guidance. They don't know where to go, where to start. They're afraid. I I was going to say, I think that's the number one thing change. People don't like
1: change. They're in their nine to five salary job and they have a budget and they have a family responsibility. It's a very Scary
0: thought. So for those of you that don't know, Adrian and I quit our jobs about 10 years ago. Uh, We were senior managers uh, for a large automotive group in Milton. Um, We had been with that organization for a number of years, long time, um, and had a great compensation plan with a salary uh, or I had salary. You didn't um, salary commission bonus structure. Um, we were the two highest paid individuals in the company. Uh, we had a car, gas, insurance, lots of perks, uh, benefits, dental plan, the whole bit. And we and left my teeth it. My might have gone to shit since we got into real estate. We left it to <laughs> start from scratch with nothing that's right and and i know i'm sure your family did too but my family anybody that was super close to me at that time looked at me and said are you nuts yeah like you have it so well people would dream of having that kind of job and that kind of career and you worked so hard the last 12 years in the automotive business why are you gonna leave it to start from scratch
1: yeah well what and, a lot of people don't see is they don't and that's kind of what you know it's good to talk about things is from the outside looking in people have their perception and we did well according to most people they would probably categorize us as being successful at what we did but we were i was miserable miserable i mean it affected me emotionally and physically, I remember I was so unhappy when I had a client that I had to work with, I would get angry and that's how I made a living. So I knew at that point it was time for a change.
0: I I said this to you and Joanna this morning in our, um, and in, in our creative meeting that I used to wake up hating
1: the day or imagine you, like the last day or two of a vacation or the weekend. It was if, the worst. If,
0: if you, if the two days that mean most to you in positive and negative ways is you can't wait for Friday. You can't wait until it's Friday. So you can, you don't have to work for two days Or except and yeah. then, and then if Monday is your most hated day because you're going back to work, make a change, right? Like, yeah. So I, I used to, drag my ass to work. I used to smash the snooze button several times. Um, Oftentimes I wouldn't even get to work on time. Um, But if I was, it was like maybe a minute or two before my nine o'clock shift started. And now 10 years later, I'm still loving my job. I look forward to the day. I look forward to going to work um and I'm up at five o'clock every morning. And I start working within about 45 minutes after I wake up. I do a little bit of stretching, have a coffee, do my reading on Apple News and and start my day at 545. Uh by the time the rest of the family is up and about at around 7:38 o'clock, I've already accomplished a lot and I love that feeling. I love that feeling. And I never got that feeling working in any other job that I had. Um, So, so part of my passion and, and part of why I want to talk about this is to make the unknown known for those people that are thinking that they'd like, even if they, if they want to try it, because a lot of people say, Oh, I'm going to try it. Yeah. Um, but even on a bigger,
1: uh, uh, on a macro scale, encouraging people to be more inclined to pursue something different, whatever that is, I think that's really important. Because I think it's, I think if people need a bit of motivation to make changes in their life, whether it's to get into real estate, which we will be specifically referring to, or whatever, starting your hey. own
0: if if your favorite thing is baking cookies every night and you're selling them on as a side hustle, maybe your full-time gig should be baking cookies and start yes. a cookie business. I don't know. I don't care. Follow your passion and and the rest will follow, right? Yeah. Um but yes, let's talk about real estate. So, do you want to start with the path, the advice, the or the experience?
1: That's a very good question. Well, maybe we, I mean, we've talked about it before, but just to give, uh, I th- what what would you think are some of the biggest struggles with making that transition? I th- would think financially, as finances are probably one of the greatest, the uncertainty of uh, what expectations to have in terms of realistically how much money they're going to have coming in and how much they need to save. Um, one of the things that made me comfortable with it at the end was um, we had moved and in the process, I held back, I don't remember how much, 50 grand or something like that from the proceeds of my sale and put it into savings so that I had money set aside to get by because I knew inevitably it's, un- not inevitably, it's very unlikely you're going to have instant income when making that transition. So
0: I had money put aside. And I don't that- know if I will necessarily agree or disagree with that statement because in one hand... Yeah, you need to be able to support yourself and your family. Yeah. But on the other hand, I don't want anybody coming into this business and having a fallback, right? Like Well, that's not a fallback.
1: It's, that's just a reserve.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's I understand where you're coming if, from. I if, think if you too- come into this business broke, that's that, that or at least that's how your mindset has to be is that you're fucking broke coming into this business and you're going to hustle and you are going to work your ass off. So you, that 50 grand, that nest egg is never touched. So maybe put it in a GIC or something that it's there and you can redeem it if absolutely necessary, but do not rely on it. Don't touch it. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, and that's I, very much my mentality. I so
1: I, I understand that the concept, and that's that is how I thought. So I had it there, which made me feel a little bit comfortable, but I did not want to touch it. So, so that let's was just talk, motiv-
0: let's just talk about expected expenses. Yeah. So you've got your courses, which are now five courses through Humber College. Uh, once you complete those courses, you do have to be a member of a real estate board. Oftentimes, like if you're on our team, you do have to be a member of two boards, uh, which gives you access to pretty much all of Ontario now. Um, and then you're going to have some, some startup costs, like, uh, some teams, um, have a... Startup costs. Some brokerages have a startup cost or desk fees or monthly fees that you're going to pay until you prove your success and achieve a certain level of that success. Um, You're going to want to start it off with
1: the very basic fees. You've got the course. Board, insurance, and brokerage, potentially. I don't know exactly where that's gonna be. Everyone's gonna be a bit different. But last time I spoke with a newer agent, it was in the range of thirteen thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say about ten,
1: but yeah, it's more than it might be a, for sure. might
0: be a bit higher. Yeah. Uh so so call it fifteen. I always like to round up when budgeting. You're gonna need 15 grand just to basically say i'm a realtor and and give you the ability to go and print some business cards if you choose to do that um so 15 grand cost you right away with business cards that was funny (laughs) yeah um now let's say first of all my advice i'll throw some advice in there for the love of god don't do it on your own. Join a team. Uh, Teams are a good team is going to be structured to help you along the way in so many ways, but also have an established brand, established business that you wouldn't be able to do on your own for a very long time. And you Certainly don't have the resources. You certainly wouldn't have the um, financial ability, um, and going, quite frankly, going into a listing presentation or a buyer presentation when you're up against a higher profile team that has all these services and features and all that, you'll you won't win that that client unless it's somebody that just happens to really, really like you. So, so or you're th- not an exceptional salesperson. Yep. Yep. Could be. Uh, but if you're an exceptional salesperson on a good team, uh, you'll be successful right away. Yes. Versus having to wait until your client base builds and, and people finally trust you because when you make that shift and you let your sphere of influence know, which is the first thing you'll do as a realtor, you're contacting friends, family, past colleagues, and you're letting them know, Hey folks, now I'm a realtor. And if you or anybody you know is thinking about buying or selling real estate, please keep me in mind. Um, they're going to be really hesitant to forward you any kind of referrals or give you any kind of business because you're new and you don't fucking know what you're doing. You've got to prove yourself. Exactly. The so people now, that you
1: expect to be the most reliable for business are going to be the ones that don't give it to you right away. 100%. And rightfully so. They 100%. They don't want to risk their relationship with you for such a large transaction when you haven't proven that you're capable. Some well, people it, may, but don't be offended.
0: It's like, uh, I'll give you an example uh, in a different, a different manner that let's just say one of your friends who is a um, office clerk of some kind, an administrator, uh, calls you up and says, uh, Hey Adrian, I just got my uh technician license to uh work on luxury uh luxury cars. Can uh can I do your next uh brake change? Yeah. You know, yeah. So or, well, a, or a new
1: well, like new carpenter or somebody and they you're doing a big reno and they want they're trying to get the job of doing your whole house.
0: Hey, You're going to say, hey, show me, show me what you've done, or or yeah. you know, get involved with the Yachty dealership and go through their training program and then we'll talk or whatever. Yeah. Um no different in, in in real estate. So just because you go through those courses, by the way, those courses, and and it may or may not be different because now it just has been taken over by Humber College and is administered a little bit differently. But reality is those courses, and what actually happens on the streets, two totally different things. Yes. Yeah, so well, school,
1: school in general, generally does not set you up for success. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, they're teaching you the ins and outs of the legalities and, and ethical stuff that you got to follow and, and very, very basic stuff. But and needed. So I'm not saying it's not needed. You And you learn a lot in those courses, but actually working as a realtor day-to-day is very different than what you're going to just learn in the books. There's still a lot of learning to do. And, and there is a lot of um, just experiential learning, right? Like you have to actually get your hands dirty to learn certain things.
1: Well, that's why it's extremely important. If, you know, I mean teams obviously um not obviously, but teams will being on a team will help with that, but also at a minimum selecting being very particular about the brokerage you sign up with to find one that has a very supportive management and training team because heading into it you will have a ton of questions whether it's just paperwork-wise or um, processes and best practices, stuff like that. It's very important to have supportive people behind you.
0: It's a very lonely business if you're alone. Yes. Um, and you'll be searching for a lot of, lot of answers. Um, right down to, you know, let's say you're taking a client and you show them a property for the first, you're showing your first client a home. You will be shaken in your boots when you're drafting that first offer. Yeah. and certainly in this market when your offer is probably going to be competing against other offers i can only imagine what a new realtor would feel like right so so you need to have somebody holding your hand for the first while and um so that's that's great advice so cost you 15 grand to to get started you want to find a good brokerage uh we do recommend looking hard at joining a team um finding the right fit i think is is really important because you want to enjoy the people that you're working with whether you're doing it solo and part of the brokerage or whether you're doing it as a part with uh, uh coming on board as uh, with a team you're going to be working with those people on a day-to-day basis and you get to choose in some capacity who those people are right yeah well so, i would i would look at it as though you're not
1: necessarily inter- being interviewed for a position, but you are interviewing for a position because you need to make sure it's a good fit for you. And really, realistically, most brokerages will take anyone they can get because they're just, you know, the more people they have working behind the scenes for them, the more likely they are generating additional income. So you need to be very, very particular about that interview process and asking the right questions and meeting the right people And, and speaking with existing people that
0: are already on the team or already with the brokerage what do you think some of the fears are that people have like why
1: i think the biggest fear is always going to surround the uncertainty of success and income right so realistically let's maybe be good to talk about what sort of uh expectations they should have about income and how long it takes to get paid that's often what's going to happen is people are going to be like okay I want to get into this, but how much money am I going to make? And when the, When am I going to see that money? Um, it can be a, very, be a very long process before you start to get income. I mean, I, I sent a message to the team today about a particular person I've been working with um, for three years now, going just occasionally emailing, talking via text and phone and stuff like that. And now it's just starting to come together and they're ready to buy and sell a house. And that was a three-year process. So it's no wonder the vast majority of, or a huge percentage of real estate agents fall off after the first year because they have to be very patient
0: and persistent. uh, Yeah. You know, the stat is 50% of realtors in their first year do not renew their license the following year like they 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 basically drop out of real right. estate um so only 50% make it to year number 2 but i think the problem is that they they weren't planning accordingly And didn't have a business plan, whether you're part of a team or you're doing it individually. My biggest recommendation is to have a proper business plan. Like you're, you're self-employed. You are starting a business. It's the greatest business in the world because you can, first of all, you'll never be without employment because to your point, there's always a brokerage willing to take you on. Always. You'll find, you'll find work anywhere In the world, anywhere in the world, if you're a realtor, you could move to Australia and find a job. It is probably the only white collar career that you can set up shop anywhere and be successful. As long as you speak the language of...
1: Uh, well, sales in general is uh, very much the same, whether whatever the product. Like, we were selling cars; you can go to a dealership anywhere. But I think um, you can't just come into the industry and be like, "All right, I'm licensed. I've got my insurance. I'm I'm registered." Now, I can. Right, where's the business? You have to come in with a plan, like you're saying. You need to figure out what um, who is your demographic that you're going to target. How are you going to target them? What sort of marketing initiatives will you do? What frequency is it going to be? You need to have structure and plans in place in order to make sure you have something to do. Otherwise, you're just going to twiddle your thumbs. Like going from a structured salary job to being self-employed in any industry is not for everyone because they need that guidance. And that's where the team comes in, too, for people that aren't as self-motivated and disciplined the team is there to support you so that's yeah,
0: there's a lot of teams though that have zero guidance for their like there's a yes. lot of turnover on a lot of teams yes uh and that's because there is no structure there is no there are no systems in place there's no brand awareness there's no brand there's you know, poor marketing, poor advertising. So you could just as easily uh, end up in a bad team too. Yeah. Uh, I've heard stories but, of that for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. But it's all, it's all a commitment, right? Like right down from the beginning and saying, I'm going to, I don't know what the stat is, but I know a bunch of people that started their real estate courses and never finished. Yeah a ton of people i've talked to over the last 10 years they started their courses and somewhere along the way either it was life change or for the most part i don't think they had the motivation to actually do it and got fucking lazy yeah and it it'll be telling it'll be telling right there in the courses if if you find a way Like we were working full-time, our full-time jobs. And in any spare time we had, we were doing the courses. And we got them done. Like just in the nick of time, but we got them done. And so, you know, if if you can make that commitment and say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be good at this. I'm going to get the courses done. I'm going to get licensed. I'm going to invest that 15 grand then you're all in, then you're all in, but you have to make that decision early in the process. Don't be wishy-washy about it. Cause if you're all in, you go all in. You know what people need
1: to do to help keep themselves motivated and learn a shit ton of information so that when they are ready to go, they are hitting the road running is they need to go work for a team in some other capacity. Even if it's for free, go work for a team, follow people around, listen to what they're saying, join meetings, you know, Pick up and drop off checks. Prepare paperwork. Familiarize yourself with everything. Oh, wow, there won't be any more can.
0: picking up and dropping off checks. I hope. No, yeah, no. But
1: whatever you know, whatever uh, you can do, I think you need to surround yourself with people that are. In,
0: yeah, in be the, an intern. Yeah, for sure. Be an intern. You know, you got a few hours on a Saturday offer it up to a a good realtor or a good real estate team and say, Hey, I'm thinking we've had those inquiries. We've had a number of people inquire and, and say, um, you know, working on we're, we're interviewing somebody, uh, this week. Um, so that that's, that's good advice. That, that makes a lot of sense. Like get your, get
1: your feet wet. I think that's the best advice that I can think of is to get involved very early because you don't want to just get licensed and expect to be able to be successful. You need to be doing your courses, getting your feet wet as much as you can well in advance.
0: You need to have goals though. You need to set deadlines for those goals. So if your goal is to, you've got five courses to complete, set a deadline for yourself and say, okay, by, January 31st, I'm going to be done course one. By February 28th, I'm going to be done course two, blah, blah, blah. And by September 1st, I am going to have my new home with a brokerage. So that means in July, I'm going to go out and interview some brokerages and some teams or whatever, Um, have that documented and put it in front of you, put it right up. Where are you going to see it every day? Put it on your bathroom mirror uh, so you don't forget about it. And hold yourself accountable to it. I think that's the biggest thing that people miss is that I started, but I didn't follow through with it. And why? Yeah. And it's a shame because I think there's a lot of good people that think about that and should be in the industry, but they don't because they're chicken shit or they're just too Lazy and no, no guidance in there. Well, own. I
1: mean, the world needs all different types of people. If you're not cut out for being self-employed and being disciplined, and you know, having that, if if you just don't have that in you, some people just don't have it and realize they don't want it. They want the structure and peace of mind of a
0: job, and that's you know, not not well, in certainly not in the real estate industry. No, we had no. two months in in 2020 where we were basically shut down and had no income. Right yeah so well, many people were in the many industries
1: many people were laid off
0: yeah yes that's true but when you're well we couldn't we can claim anything right no. because you're self-employed we still had a little income trickling in from other um transactions and we had to help a few people that we already committed to otherwise they would have been homeless but um you got those peaks in your, and the valleys, right? You've got months that you might sell a few homes and then you might have several months where you don't sell shit. Um, as time goes on that balance that kind of balances out and, and, um, evens out with time, uh, from, you know, just building a database and getting repeat customers and, customers referred to you, uh, or clients referred to you. Um, so that's part, part of it is that you just have to, it, it, you're, you're on your own. It's a lonely career. If, especially if you're on your own, um, but there's a, there's a lot to it. There is a lot to it. So you gotta be, you gotta be fully committed. Um, it may or may not be for you. Uh, the, what I say to people though, is if you're thinking about it and you've gone to the steps of working through that motion in your head, um, you got to try it. You got to try it. You're not doing yourself any service if you don't try it. Because the one thing I'll tell you, and I don't know if you would say the same thing, even though we did it, how old were we when when we started our courses in our late twenties? Would have been... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were in our late 20s and even so a lot of people would say, "Oh, that was pretty young to get into real estate. I wish I would have done it sooner." Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Um and a lot of successful realtors say that. Now, a lot of people ask what what can I expect to be doing? on a day-to-day basis as a realtor. Yeah, I think that's where the business
1: plan comes in quite a bit because you need to figure out how are you networking? How are you building um, a database of people you can try to solicit business from? How do you connect with people, get your name out there? It could be door knocking. It could be flyers. It could be social media. Everybody's going to have something that they're more drawn to. Uh, Lots of things work. Um, so you got to figure out what's your niche. Are you targeting a specific type of person or a specific area, a specific type of home? And how do you connect with those people?
0: Well, it's like, you know, you see realtors on the back of a bus. You'll never see us on the back of a bus, but the people that do advertise on the back of the bus, if you ask them, they'll probably say it works. And it gets me business. People comment it on and all the time. I'm sure it does.
1: I'm sure it does. Yeah.
0: They always ask about my dog or whatever, right? I hate that ad, by the way. Um, You know, so here's my thought on as as a new realtor where a lot of realtors struggle. You're self-employed. You have nobody holding you accountable. You have to hold yourself accountable. It's really easy to start your day at 10 o'clock in your jammies and end your day at two o'clock in the afternoon because you want to have a little, you know, afternoon nap or your friend Billy comes over with a two, four and decide, Oh, let's just have a few drinks or your girlfriend calls you and say, you want to go out for coffee? I, I, Hey, networking is great, but if you don't have a plan for your day and it's not structured, so, Eight o'clock to nine o'clock, I'm doing this. Nine o'clock to ten o'clock, I'm doing this. Ten fifteen, I've got to post this. Ten thirty, I got to write this blog. Whatever, got to follow up from ten to twelve. From twelve to one, I got to make X amount of calls, and it's all documented, and it's planned. If you do that and you stick to it, you'll be successful.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things for me is uh, when getting out of. The automotive industry, which we invested so much time into, and we were confined to our little cubicles or whatever the building we worked in. We didn't really have much time to get out. I didn't feel like I did anyway. So when when we made never, that transition, never got out. No, when we made that transition, one of the things I looked forward to was being able to get out more and hang out with friends. And I use that social networking opportunity to meet more people and and build my database of Um, acquaintances and friends. And I got a ton of business from that. But I also went into with the mindset that, okay, I'm going to meet this new person. Um, It was not natural for me to be very social, really. I was not good at walking up to people and chatting. So having that atmosphere where I was in a group of a few few people I knew, and then a couple new people into the circle um, at that particular outing, wherever it was, it was much easier for me to engage with people but I would also make a note of getting their contact info and then following up, you know, send them a text, say, Hey, it was nice to meet you yesterday, whatever. And then you go to another event, you get to meet these people more often than once and they get to know what you do for a living. And then all of a sudden they refer business to you. And for me that worked really well and it was fun. I really enjoyed it, which makes it, you know, obviously that much better.
0: Well, and different people will have different things, right? Like if you are, a fan of hockey, you know. You love hockey. Right. You like playing hockey. Maybe you join a team, and that's that's your, you know, your way of being social. But that's that's a big component to being a good realtor is that you do have to be a bit of a social butterfly, and that can be on social media too. Like you look at Joanna, who's currently taking her courses to become a realtor on our team. Um, she's got a big following on social media and already a lot of her followers are reaching out to her yeah and saying you know when the time comes we're certainly gonna look to you for for helping us yeah i look at your sister-in-law right aaron uh i think she's done a great job of building her social platforms for their two cottage properties which are airbnb properties and um she so she's leveraged that in her real estate career she's been a realtor now for about a year i think um and she's getting customers contacting her from her um followers of of those properties that yeah. she uses as airbnbs and they're saying well can you help us buy a cottage cuz we love tons of business from it so so it doesn't have to be necessarily in person which is great especially during everything that's going on with the pandemic but um you have to be able to be social in some capacity and be good at it yeah um if you are the type of person that wants to be alone all the time and doesn't like talking to people and um, you know, you're, you're not a social butterfly. You, you don't like to be on social media. You like to be, you know, behind a wall kind of thing. Then real estate is probably not for you, but I I
1: disagree with that. I think, I think there's, I think then you adapt and you find ways to connect with people. I think if you're not overly, that's what I'm saying. You have to, you have to be able to be that person. You have to adapt. Yeah no 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 I I'm not saying that I'm saying I think I think introverts can be very successful it's a matter of finding the right means to connect with people so if you're an introvert then blogging would be very effective writing regular blogs starting a a blog and advertising it effectively sending flyers and newsletters, those things would work very well for you because you know if, if you're not comfortable getting in those social environments, you don't need to. There's other people,
0: there's other ways of connecting with people. Those, those are ways that will get you leads. Yes. They're not necessarily gonna be able to convert. That's, you have to, you have to be a social person in this business. So I agree with you. Yes, introverts can be very successful in terms of setting up their business plan, sticking to it, and generating leads that way. But you got to get outside of your comfort zone if you are that type of person, because you are going to meet face-to-face with people and need to meet face-to-face with people on a regular basis. How would an introvert... That's very different, if, though. That's very different. That's... You're, you're taking somebody from... Like, how about going, open houses?
1: That's very different. It's very Is different because I'm, I'm very introverted and I'm very much a homebody. Like I don't, I'm not very good at meeting people, but when you're in a structured setting where you're going in with a, a specific purpose, like when you're at a open, open house, you're not, you're there for a specific reason. It's easy to engage in conversation with people much easier than just going to a party or, you know, it's very different. So introverted people can be very successful in this. They just have to go about connecting with people in a different way. But if once you get that lead and you're going to their house to do a listing presentation or whatever, home valuation or buyer presentation, whatever, um, introverts can be very effective at that because they're going in with a mission. They and they know what they're doing. They they know more or less what they're saying, um, and they can do well.
0: At the end of the day, anybody can do well in real estate. Yeah, but you have to have. Certain attributes that either will make you successful, or that you're willing to change and adapt to make you successful. Well, and it depends and that's on what point. your definition
1: of success is. Like, if somebody wants to make 100k a year, versus my, my version of
0: success is whatever your version of success is. That's right. That's my point. I don't point. know. Yeah, to me, making 100k a year is not successful, uh, but to somebody else, it might be but it might not even be monetary. Your version of success might be able, might be to be able to wake up in the morning and not have a boss. Right. Uh, To be able to wake up in the morning and spend from nine to 11 with your children, because that's what you want to fucking do. So everybody has their own version of success. Real estate can bring you that success. Right. So I think what's more important is I
1: think a lot of people come into this because they see real estate agents driving around in fancy cars and they see it as an easy way to get money. And um, I think that's that's a very wrong perception because one, I bet a lot of those real estate agents cannot afford the cars they are driving. They just bought them. uh, Are you talking about me now? No, no, you can afford (laughs) yours. But a lot of those people, you know, they buy them because they feel like that's the perception they have to portray. But I didn't buy a new car for a long time and you made fun of me for it. But I think, um, I think if you're coming, I think there's so many levels of that you could accomplish in this. So uh, if, if, If you want to be very successful in this, and by very successful, I mean, you know, I'm talking monetary. If you want to make a lot of money doing this, you have to be, like you're saying, you have to be very disciplined. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to be persistent and hardworking and put in the hours and network, et cetera, et cetera. So depending on what you want to, what you put in, uh, you you will get out of it. 100%, 100%.
0: And where we see where people fail is that they don't have that commitment. They don't have the proper plan. They don't stick to it. They're not consistent with it. And when you're putting in 20, 30, even 40 hours a week, Actually, I'll correct myself because it's not necessarily the time; it's what you're doing with your time. Yeah, uh, you could be successful, very successful, working in this business twenty-five hours a week if you're just a super multitasker and you've delegated some stuff out for other people to do for you or whatever. But but you have to have a proper plan and stick to it, and 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 have that hunger and that hustle. You have to. Um, But I also think people generally feel that realtors make a lot of money, and that's that's why they want to get into the business. A lot of people just think, "Oh, it's I can make hundred grand a year by working twenty hours a week." No, you can't. Um, There's a lot of costs involved a ton of costs involved. Yeah,
1: more so nowadays than before. And going forward, it will become even greater. Like if you're not providing insane amounts of value, like staging, et cetera, you will get eaten alive. You will well, not. I, you
0: know, it's not even, it's well beyond staging. No, um, no and, and, you know, I think about our overhead, our fixed costs every month, you know, things like the office I'm sitting in, you know, our, our KT studio on main street, that's a cost. Um, But what about all the things that are in the office? Like the chair I'm sitting in the internet that's connecting me right now. That's irrelevant
1: because if you get
0: somebody coming in, they can work from home. You don't need that stuff. Okay, fine, fine, fine. What about those flyers you want to print? Right. What about, um, you know, the laptop that you're going to work from or the iPad that you're going to show your presentation on. Those are costs, uh, your gas, your, your vehicle. Um, maybe you need some new clothes. Maybe you, um, you know, you want to have different marketing and advertising campaigns, which is very expensive well, the gas in
1: your car for driving buyers around for
0: days on end yeah that's so what exactly. and and are you buying those clients any gifts? Are you taking them for dinners to establish relationships are you you know there's so many line items in in terms of expenses um, and real estate commissions yeah they're they're going up because of the value in homes going up, but you only get paid once that deal closes. And then the franchise is going to take a cut. Your team is going to take a cut. Uh, Then you've got all of your expenses that come off of that. Um, You know, you're left with a much, much smaller cut. And your seller, as an example, if you listed a property, they're going to think, oh, well, I just paid out so many thousands of dollars and now adrian is 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 rich he made a lot of money on me this month well no mr seller half of that went to the cooperating brokerage and then i had to pay all of my expenses out of that then i had to pay taxes on the full amount that i brought in uh i'm left with x amount which is much 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 smaller than the amount that the seller paid out so but well,
1: and, and then you might get a deal like we just had one in particular that was on the market longer than usual. We spent $10,000 in staging. Um, I think the commission on that would be about 16,000 before any deductions. I, I did the math lose on
0: money on it. I did. I did the math on, on that property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even not taking into consideration an hourly rate that, I would normally apply in considering costs. So what I mean by that, your time aside, any of our other employees that had time invested into the property, yeah. I assign a, a value to it, right? Yeah, so if Jennifer, who's paid a salary, if she invested 10 hours of her time throughout that listing period, I'll assign how much monetary value that was to the cost of that property uh, and we are losing money on that property. Yeah. And that um, happens. I, I mean, there's, I mean, it's
1: rare, but uh, there's deals that don't come together. Like the listing you put up that for whatever reason, the seller may decide to change their mind. Maybe they had unrealistic expectations of price, but at the end of the day, you're, you have to realize too, that you are investing money into the listing. You're investing time uh, and and you are paid the, the length of the, realistically, once you get the listing, you probably get paid within about 90 days, 90 to 120 days between selling it. I mean, depending on your market too, like my sister-in-law, Erin up in Huntsville, she'll sell a house and it closes in 30 days because the cottage market is very different. The people want to move in quicker, but primary residences And and they
0: are often sold as seen. So all the furniture and everything stays. So you're not packing up anything. Exactly, closing a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas primary
1: residences, if you're focusing on residential real estate, uh, that's the bulk of your business. Uh, that's the time frame from when you list it, give yourself 30 to 60 days to sell it and then 30 to 60 days to close on it. And that's when you get paid.
0: And well, even when you're working with a buyer, it's probably going to take you 30, 60 days to find the home and then plus your closing time once you have that deal. So yeah, for if if you start working with somebody right now, you're still not getting paid for three to four months. Right. Um, but the nice so, thing and the peace
1: of mind and what you can look forward to is as you do it, you get more transactions in the in the you know industry slang of pipeline sales slang. But you you build up a database of people, you have deals starting to close later on and it becomes more consistent. So the hard part and the reason people give up in that first year is because there's very little consistency. But if you can get through year one, year two, year three, get to year five, when you start to get a lot of repeat clients and more referrals, it becomes far more consistent and your efforts will pay off.
0: I think I've said this probably 100 times this year, but my goal for all of our realtors when they're new to the team is to get them to 100 clients as soon as they can. Yeah. Uh and I don't put a timeline on that because for everybody it's going to be different. Um some people might sell 5 homes in their first year, some might sell 25 homes. Um we have a pretty good track record with with our realtors so we can gauge and and plan pretty Pretty accurately, what it's going to look like, um, but again, that's that's having that proper plan in place. You know, I think a lot of people wonder what is what is realistic in terms of expectations for income. So, our team aside, let's just say somebody's getting their license right now. They're going through their courses, uh, or they're thinking about signing up for their courses. And we can give our own opinion. What is your opinion in terms of... I don't think you can give an opinion. I think it's so
1: dependent on the person. It could be $50,000 a year. It could be twenty. It could be two hundred. It depends. If you get a, a very successful salesperson that already has a big database of clients from another industry that they can tap into and a big social media presence, they could kill it. If they're willing to work twelve to fourteen hours a day consistently every seven days a week, they could make a lot of freaking money.
0: Yeah, if, I, I was talking to a realtor mm-hmm. that first year, first full year. Yeah. So let's call it four four or five months into the business. Yeah. The next twelve calendar months. Yeah. Made. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars after expenses. It's huge before tax. So net before tax. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty grand in the first full calendar year after splits and all the fees and expenses before tax. Yeah. So that's. I think that's. I mean, that's the potential
1: and even more. But it depends on your degree of. It's unlimited. It depends on what you
0: want. If you don't want that, then that's fine too. I've uh, talked talk. to a lot of realtors that didn't sell shit in their first 12 months, not a single deal yeah. in their first 12 calendar months, or yeah. just a few leases, or just yeah. one transaction. So yes, I there is no answer to that. So anybody that asks me what, what can I expect to make in my first year, um, you got to have a plan like if you're if you're on our team, I'm gonna have a plan for you, and it's gonna say here's here's what you will make this year, and it will come pretty close as long as you are being consistent with yes. the, the the daily tasks to get you there, yeah, right um if you were if looking back, if you were to just start now, knowing what you know. Would you have changed anything in the beginning?
1: Well, like you said earlier, it would have started much sooner. Aside from that, um, I th- I think if someone is inclined and ad- adept to uh, using social media, I would I would leverage that. I think we probably didn't jump on soon enough, even though we were soon. We were one of the early adopters of it. I think. Um, I think we could have done that more effectively much quicker. I think people need to be, um, have, I don't know how to convey it, but they need to be able to have the vision to see where the market is going and how the industries uh, are shifting and the various mediums that are very effective for marketing purposes and how to connect with people, especially social media, finding the next big platform, getting on it early, and being persistent uh with it, and consistently posting and stuff like that, um
0: but yeah, I would say something along those lines, just to touch on what you said, though, you gotta know who your target demographic is, right, so like yeah. if you're entering if you're entering the business as a fifty five year old and your plan, your business plan says your demographic is gonna be people that are seniors and looking to downsize um you might not want to be using tiktok i disagree
1: <laughs> i disagree because those seniors kids who are 30 to 40 to 50
0: are actually it's TikTok. funny it's funny you're saying that because i had this discussion with steve bruman this past week because yeah. he has his a senior uh, senior uh accredited status yeah and uh and I was talking to him just about that, that the people that are going to look for the realtor for their are, is probably like the children or the grandchildren for their. Parents or grandparents, right? So, yeah. so that well, and and the and the ages
1: on these various platforms is increasing so fast; it's unbelievable if you look at the stats. All right.
0: Well, if your target demographic is twenty-one to thirty-year-olds, you don't want to put an ad in a paper, okay? It, that's that, right. I think it is that rev- better. The re, the, <laughs> yeah, the reverse is probably more uh, accurate. Yes. Yes. Um, if I had to change anything. It I didn't would... ask you. <laughs> All right. Okay. So if... I'll ask you another question. No, no, no.
1: So Ariel, if if there was one thing, <laughs> one thing you could think of that you would have changed uh, in the way that you got into the business, what would it be?
0: Uh uh-huh. well, our situation was a bit different, but let's just say um if I started today as an individual realtor, I would have had better structure in my day. Yes. And have been holding myself accountable to that every single day. Because what I found was um, I went from working the, you know, 45, 50 hours a week in an office environment and having that. Consistent paycheck coming at me and and just knowing what my day was. Same boring groundhog day shit every day that made me miserable. And I felt freedom. Um, I would make myself a beautiful breakfast and spend time making a nice lunch. And, you know, if I felt like going for an hour walk, I would just go for an hour walk. Yeah. Um, it didn't take me too long to figure out that ain't going to cut it because there's nobody paying my bills. There's no money coming in unless I sell a home. And I'm not going to sell a home unless I have a client and I'm not going to get a client unless I do some sort of income producing activity. Yeah. And unless it's in my calendar and structured every day I'll probably forget about it or be lazy about it. Well, one of the big things, um, I mean, you do a lot of the coaching with the
1: team. So one of the big things you enforce is the importance of filling your calendar, making sure it's always full. Yeah, I know what your day is going to look like the day before you start it. Yeah. So one of the, one of the aspects of that is just, uh, which I think in the specifically in this year, I think people have adapted. Um, quickly and can probably make the transition easier is going from the office environment or wherever you were working, whatever industry that was, whatever your day looked like, wherever you were to uh, being in your home. Uh, if that's where you want to be working versus in the team office or wherever, I think now people are can probably transition because people are doing that already. They're already working from home. So they have those distractions that they've hopefully learned how to avoid. Um, like when I first got in, to when we first got started and you know, I was working from my office upstairs, I'd be like, oh, I want a coffee. Go downstairs, an hour later, you're cleaning the kitchen because it was a mess <laughs> and you still haven't made your coffee. So um, that was a challenge for me in the beginning.
0: Yeah, and it's a challenge for a lot of realtors, even seasoned realtors and successful realtors is staying course. Yes. And and not taking for granted that it is a job, and even though you're not paid by the hour or not paid a salary, yeah, you are your own boss, and you yeah. have to act as it, yeah, and hold yourself accountable. And that's my biggest advice to anybody that's really getting into the business: is learn as much as you can in the early going, as early as you can, whether that's being an intern or uh, taking a bunch of courses online or obviously you're not attending events right now but there are a bunch of real estate events that you can attend uh there's a bunch of facebook groups you can become a member of there's tons of content on youtube one thing i'm a big um, advocate of is uh venture for
1: looking for um education from events and training and stuff like that is venturing outside of real estate and looking at other more generic business and sales oriented things, because you can pull a lot of really great creative ideas from other industries into real estate
0: and adapt them to your business. Well, one of the great books that I'm reading right now um, is, I'll tell you the title of it. It's called Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It uh written by Chris Voss and um he was an FBI member of the FBI and was responsible for negotiating um uh for um in in situations where there was hostage negotiation ho- ho- hostage uh, oh. uh situations never what the difference so. in
1: that industry like, give me half give me half <laughs> <laughs>
0: give me your left arm yeah yeah um so you, you have to educate yourself on a regular basis, but you got to, you got to familiarize yourself with the industry, get, get as much as education as you can, as quick as you can and uh, find yourself a good home, go in at a hundred percent. Don't, don't do it half-assed. Don't do it part-time, jump in, be, have a good plan in place, have it documented um, know what you are going to do, know who are you, you are going to target, and have a plan in place to make all of those things work and happen and stick to it and don't stop. Even if it's not working in the beginning right away. You know, if it's if it's not coming together in the first two, three, four, five months, um, don't take your foot off the gas pedal because as soon as you do, you're gonna end up like fifty percent of the realtors that drop out in the first year and give up. Yeah. and say this wasn't for me. Um but there you have it. There there there's some advice. If you have listened to us up until now, that means God help you. God help you. God, yeah. <laughs> may may uh may you have a uh, wonderful life. No. Uh the that mean that tells me that you have some interest in becoming a realtor or um in some capacity, I've thought about it. God help, take, you. God help yeah. God <laughs> help <laughs> Or maybe you, um, you are taking your courses or maybe you're new to the industry, whatever it is. If you do have any questions, um, I'm going to have Ian throw out my cell phone number and my email address um, in, um, in the video anyway, and we'll add it to the, uh, to the comments in the uh, podcast shoot me a text or call me directly it's 647-464-0957 that's my personal cell phone number if if you Want to chat about the industry, or you need some advice um you need some guidance. I'm happy to do that. I do coach our team members um and have been through possibly every situation that you could be in in this industry um and I'm happy to lend my advice uh, I'm an open book nowadays, and um I'm at a point in our business where I've not been selling as much, but focusing now on helping others grow uh, within the team and helping the team grow from a business standpoint, and, and I'm quite enjoying it, and uh, I'm happy to offer um, my two cents if if you so wish. So, so there's my uh, value proposition for this podcast is offering up some free advice to those of you that want it.
1: That's it. If you've made it this far, like, and subscribe. We post these every Monday, always offering our best advice to various things,
0: whether it's becoming a realtor or selling real estate or buying real estate, subscribe. ktconfidential.ca to watch the video on YouTube. And uh, we stream wherever you listen to your podcast. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching episode 110 of KT Confidential. And we'll see you next week. Ciao.